0: And now, it's time for the Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley, 1017, 1035, and 1460 WRAD. Good
1: morning and welcome. Tim Donnelly Show, WRAD Radio Network, 101.7, 103.5, 1460 AM, bright and early on a Wednesday. And ladies and gentlemen, This is the exact reason why we have gotcha covered. This, today, right now, is the exact reason why we have gotcha covered. Let me tell you about my night last night before we get you into the gotcha covered segment. right? So I'm at the Blacksburg Mockadoos hosting the 105.3 The Bear Tailgate Show, um, which is awesome, right? Getting ready for a basketball game. It's ACC basketball. It's Hokies basketball. When um, all of a sudden my Twitter starts lighting up. So during the next commercial break, I hop on and I see uh, Pete Thamel, Yahoo Sports, saying that Coach Fuente is being linked to the Baylor job. And I'm like, oh, wow. So now I got two things going on, right? I got basketball I'm getting ready for. I'm monitoring the Coach Fuente situation. And I'm going, all right, I think I can handle this. Boom, I start getting texts. I look down and and my group chat is blowing up with Luke Kuechly's retiring. And I'm going, okay, so now I got basketball going on. I got, this, I got Coach Fuente news going on. And Luke Keekley's retiring. What in the world is going on here? And then this is 100% true. All of this happened in this exact commercial break. Uh, so I'm, so I'm going, all right, I got to be ready when we come out of this commercial break to talk about Virginia tech against wake forest. Got to make sure I have my alerts on. So I know what's going on with coach Fuente. Uh, so I'll know when guys like Will Stewart and guys like Chris Coleman over at tech sideline have more information. I look over here and I go, all right, Luke Keekley's retiring. That's crazy. But I think I have to put that on the back burner and I look up and I see it's, it's halfway through the, the second half and Duke is losing to Clemson. So now I'm going, all right, a number three team in the ACC is on upset alert. Virginia Tech's getting ready to play Wake Forest on the road. Luke Keekley's retiring. Coach Fuente's being linked to the Baylor job. There's no way you can keep up with everything. Dogs and cats living together, mass
2: hysteria. <laughs> There's
1: no way you can keep up with everything. And for that reason, I've hooked you up with a gotcha covered segment that will give you the bare bones, enough to, to keep up in any conversation about what's going on in the sports world. We call it gotcha covered.
0: No one has time to catch all the games. Don't worry. Tim will get you covered.
1: An absolutely full day of sports over the last 24 hours, and we're actually going to start with something that took place far away from a field, a court, a pool, uh, any arena of competition. It came from Pete Thamel of Yahoo Sports, who reported that Justin Fuente is a leading candidate for the vacant Baylor head coaching job. That's right. Justin Fuente, the head coach of Virginia Tech, is expected to interview with Baylor either last night or today about his candidacy for the Baylor head coaching position. And needless to say, if those contacts, those conversations go on much longer, it could severely affect the offseason for Virginia Tech, particularly with the fact that we thought. Things were just winding down. They hire Ryan Smith to round out the coaching staff. He's going to be corner's coach. And we thought we were headed towards an offseason of tranquility and getting better. Instead, now there is a huge wrench in the Virginia Tech offseason. We'll see how it plays out moving forward. Also for Virginia Tech and the Hokies, last night marked a big game for the basketball team. Mike Young is definitely uh, a coach that a whole bunch of programs would be looking at, but let's just say Virginia Tech is happy to have him and that this is home for him being a native of the NRV. He had the Hokies locked and loaded and ready to play last night in Winston-Salem against Wake Forest, and uh, let's just say they pulled it off, a double-digit victory over their ACC rival. Uh, Tyrese Radford finishes with 21 points, 13 rebounds and four steals. And more importantly, one posterizing dunk on a seven foot center for Wake Forest. The six foot one inch Tyrese Radford plays like he's six, nine. He plays like he's Paul George. And he did so once again, last night to stick in ACC basketball. There was a huge upset last night as Clemson defeated number three in the country, Duke. So Clemson, in back-to-back games, has now beaten North Carolina for the first time in Chapel Hill in 59 tries, and number three, Duke, by a score of 79-72. to The ACC does not have the heavyweights at the top that we thought they were going to. Virginia Tech in sole possession of fourth place in the ACC. Do you dare to dream about tackling some of these Goliaths with Mike Young and the fellas? uh uh, with the Hokies you know what I'm gonna say this feel free to dream as a fan it's what you're supposed to do if everyone above you looks shaky go ahead and chase them down the other big news that came again away from a field away from a court is Luke Keekly retiring the five-time all-pro linebacker just 28 years old for the Carolina Panthers put out a video uh, announcement that he is stepping away from the game. He felt like now was the time. It was definitely giving conflicting emotions in the video. Seemed like it was a converse or excuse me, a decision that weighed heavily upon Luke Keekley but I will just tell you this. It appears as if There's going to be a generation of players that is extremely content to sign one big contract, make themselves financially stable for the rest of their lives, and get out of the game before the physical nature of the game takes its toll. You look at Luke Keekly, you look at Calvin Johnson, you look at Andrew Luck, you look at uh, Willis, Patrick Willis out of San Francisco. These are some of the best players of this generation. None of them played past 30 going to be really interesting to see how this affects the, the the game moving forward. Sticking in Carolina, Joe Brady, the LSU pass coordinator, has been announced as the Carolina offensive coordinator uh, under Matt Rule. And I will tell you this much, he just led the greatest passing season in the history of college football. He turned Joe, uh, Joe Burrow from an undrafted player into a potential number one, almost a lock to be a number one draft pick. So So he's hot right now. That, that, that Joe Brady, he's so hot right now. To quote Zoolander, it is a, an absolutely fantastic time to be a, a Carolina Panthers fan from a coaching standpoint. But then you have Luke Keekly, maybe not from a player standpoint. Uh, and lastly, uh, Alex Cora is out uh, out of the Red Sox. They decided to part ways as the cheating scandal in Major League Baseball continues to spread its, its legs across the entire league. And you're starting to have former players like CC Sabathia come out and say he felt that the Yankees were robbed of a title in 2017, as I say often. Fairness and equality are two of the most sacred things in sports. Everyone that steps inside the lines need to feel like they have a fair shot. That is being questioned by the cheating scandal in Major League Baseball, and they're going to have to get their own yard in order quickly. That, once again, is gotcha covered here on the Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley. I'm Tim Donnelly alongside producer Lobro here inside the the, the, uh, you were just studio. Thank I was at mocked. I just got a text. I was reading as, as we, uh, as we went through here inside the mockadoo studio, uh, just about a little scheduling. So you guys know, I wasn't reading something unimportant. I wasn't gossiping with my friends at six 15 in the morning. Uh, <laughs> just some, some scheduling for a guest that we're going to have later on in the show, uh, following the Roth report. Roth report will be at eight o'clock right here with with Bill Roth. And and let's just say we'll be talking about Coach Fuente and and his decision to to take an interview with Baylor and and what's going on there. Wow. In the meantime, uh, let's fire up the old old, uh, Luke Kuechly retiring conversation. Luke Kuechly is probably the best linebacker in the NFL over the last, probably since he got into the league, eight seasons. Five-time All-Pro, Defensive Player of the Year, MVP, and and I'll say this, he seemed like a football guy, right? There are certain people who, uh, you know, if they were to retire at the age of 28, might come across as, oh, that makes sense, right? Von Miller, I think, w- would make sense. Not saying he's not a football guy and he doesn't pour his heart and soul into the game, but but I am saying that from the very beginning— he was talking about how uh, he, he has a degree in some some form of agriculture from Texas A&M and he was immediately buying large land and having chicken farms and uh, he, he was starting wineries and he was gifting everyone in the division these wine bottles and he's got a, a designer eyewear uh, business that he's invested in and that he works on and it's like, all right, if that guy retired at 28, 29, 30 years old, it would be because he's got options uh, and because he's got things that he wants to do elsewhere, uh, Luke Keekley always seemed like he was the kind of guy that that his life revolved around football, and that's w- without me knowing him personally. Um, but it seemed like he was the type of guy that would look at 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 some form of uh, you know medical reports on football and say, "heck, if I live five years less, but I play football five years longer, I'll take that trade." He seemed like that. Turns out there's something uh, that, that made him walk away from the game. And if you watch his video, it's emotional. You can tell he, he is definitely dealing with the, the angel and the devil, right? The devil's going, keep playing. Come on, man, keep playing. You're the, you're the best at this. Come on, man. You're Luke Keekly. You are the Carolina Panthers. And then on the other side, there's the angel going, it's time to walk away, Luke. Go ahead, feel. Let yourself be free. Those are my voices for the angel, or excuse me, the devil and the angel on your on your shoulders, like in uh, like in a movie. You know what I'm talking about. You could totally be a voice actor. Uh, we'll see. I don't know about that one. Um, but but it's it, the thing that stands out to me is uh, this is not the first time this has happened, right? Andrew Luck did this during the the preseason. Um, guys like Patrick Willis. Did it due to injuries? Guys like Calvin Johnson seem to walk away with so much left on their, uh, so much meat left on the stick of their NFL careers, right? They could have continued to climb up career lists. Calvin Johnson could have ended up from a counting perspective, right? Uh, All-time receptions list, all-time yards list, all-time touchdowns list. He could have chased down those records. Um, Luke Kuechly could have ended up near the top on tackles lists and and all of those things. Um, But they're walking away earlier. And, and the timing, to me, is interesting, right? Because Calvin, Willis, uh, Luck, Keekly, even going back as far as guys like Barry Sanders, even going back as far as guys like Jim Brown, they've all kind of bailed in that 28 to 30 age range. Now, I know for Sanders and, and Brown, it's different. But for this most recent group, that means they're in the league long enough as elite players to make themselves financially secure for the rest of their lives. So it's almost like they're they're understanding that there is some some cost of getting that type of lifestyle.
2: It's like a business decision.
1: It is. It's it's like I will put my body at risk for as long as it takes me to get through my first big contract, right? Get my first 50, 60, 70 million and then I'm going to understand that, you know, because you have 150 million in the bank, you don't get to go to the restaurant and get the 150 million dollar steak. You're all still getting the most expensive steak on the menu.
2: Yeah, like there's a cap to well not a cap, but there's a general like what's the difference between, you know, 70 there's million versus like 90 million, you know? The
1: the the great line by Dave Chappelle who walked away from 50 million dollars to do the Chappelle show is the only difference in lifestyle between 50 and 100 million is 50 million dollars in the bank. Right, like if you have fifty million, he was like, you can go on any vacation you want, you can eat at any restaurant you want, you you have a beautiful house. You might not have ten beautiful houses, but you can have two or three. he's like, he's like the only difference in your day to day lifestyle is a couple zeros in your bank account. And 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 I think that's what these players are realizing. It is worth it to them to risk head trauma, to risk, you know, physical pain for maybe the rest of your year when it comes to knees and backs and shoulders and things like that Mm -hmm. until you get through that first contract. And then you look around and go, you know what? I could live the rest of my life with the 50 million I have in my bank account and, and I don't need to continue putting my body through this. Honestly, I think that's a smart decision. There's a tiny bit of logic there, right? There's, there's a, that's honestly, I think that would be what I would want to do if I were a, a player like that. And, and, and it's gotta be tough because I'm guessing you don't get, or I know you don't get to that point without being extremely passionate about the game, right? Oh yeah. You don't stumble into an NFL career. You work every day <laughs> of your life, arguably from the time you're seven years old to, to get to that point. So the fact that they've had the, the logical conversation with themselves and are willing to put kind of their, their brain over their heart, you might be able to say is commendable, is commendable. So you give Luke Keekley the credit for realizing it, uh, and you send him on his way. Now the Panthers and Matt Rule, their new coach, is probably going, what in the heck? We'll talk about them, the coaching staff, when we come back after this.
0: Don't rush off. The Tim Donnelly Show will be right back on WRAD. Welcome
1: back in. Tim Donnelly Show, Talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101 1035 51460 am Imagine this. Everybody, everybody put on your imagination cap. Theater of the mind. You uh, are offered to be the CEO of a new, new, new organization. Whatever the organization is, whatever industry you work on, you're given the opportunity to be the CEO. You look at the business and you go, there's some real real studs, real, real great workers, real great managers, real great producers, real great salespeople in this organization. I would love to come in and be the, the North star that guides this group because I have confidence in what these people are able to do. You take the job and a week later, the best person in the company is like, you know what? I'm going to retire. And suddenly you're like, wait, 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 wait a minute. I was banking my success on you guys being here. Welcome to the conversation you're now, Matt Rule. Matt Rule left Baylor, which by the way is the opening that Justin Fuente is being linked to, to become the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. And then within a couple of weeks, not even within a week, Luke Keekley, his best defensive player is like deuces. I'll see y'all later. The grass isn't always greener. It, it I mean, I'm not even saying he wouldn't take the job, but I'm saying, you know, when he was looking at the roster thinking if he could win with this team early enough to to start an NFL career, he was banking on Luke Keekly being there. Man. And and think about it, because in the NFL, if you go three, four years without winning, you're probably out of a job. So if he wants to be in the NFL long term, he's got, you know, two and a half seasons just like everybody else, two and a half seasons to figure it out. And now he's got to figure out who's going to be the centerpiece of his defense. Um, maybe Brian Burns a- along the upfront. They got a-, a decent offensive line, but they're going to have to figure out what to do on the defensive side of the football without the guy that has been the driving force on their defense moving forward. Now, luckily for them, they made a great hire, I believe, on the offensive side for offensive coordinator in Joe Brady. Joe Brady just turned in, and this is not an exaggeration, he was the passing game coordinator for the greatest passing offense in the history of college football this past season. Joe Burrow turned in more touchdown passes than anyone that has ever played college football on his way to a Heisman Trophy and a national championship and an undefeated record facing seven top ten teams. Like it is undoubtedly the greatest passing season in the history of college football. So if you were going to bet on someone's college concepts translating to the NFL, Joe Brady is about as good as you could do. But it is definitely one step forward, one step back with Joe Brady comes in. It's like, hey, hey, step forward. Luke Keekley bails. ho, oh, go right back and now suddenly Matt Rule and Joe Brady uh have a, a much much more difficult uh outlook for the future of their their team than they did just you know 12 hours ago that's crazy like it's amazing how like can you know complete one not 180 but maybe I mean like they're, they're a, definitely moving degrees like i don't know if it's 180 degrees they're they're I'm say know, a solid 50, 90 57 degree turn right it's it's somewhere in there they're they're in a less advantageous situation now than they were 12 hours ago and and that's not what you want to you know you want to steady the ship as a new coach you don't want to rock the boat and and the boat is definitely being rocked in carolina uh let's go ahead and take a break when we come back speaking of that lsu team had the great season had the great receivers they were getting hundred dollar handshakes from odell beckham jr on the field is this a big deal next Welcome back. Welcome in to the Tim Donnelly Show, WRAD. I'm Tim Donnelly alongside producer Lobro here inside the Mockadoo studio. Guests and callers do join us on the Baker Team hotline. That's 540-639-4900. The Baker Team hotline, 540-639-4900. Now, every once in a while, you see a video that makes you laugh, but you can also imagine the upset people sitting in front of their computers getting ready to just be upset on the internet, right? Just, get, just just working themselves into a lather, typing things in all caps and then deleting it and then typing something else in all caps and then deleting it. And that is exactly what happened when I saw the video that, that was circulated over the past couple of days of Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, literally taking out a wad of cash like he is the rich uncle that has no kids at the Easter egg hunt, uh at Christmas, going, I didn't get you anything but licking his thumb and whipping out a couple couple of bills and passing them out to all the kids. I didn't get I didn't get to Toys R Us, but here you go. And the and the kids are like, We're nineteen years old. We don't need toys R Us, but we'll take your cash. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what kids do. I don't have any. Right? He he was just he was just taking out bills putting them in his right hand and giving big old handshakes to players and then you know how that goes right the money in the handshake cha- changes hands hey odell if you uh, you want to make a stop by the mockadee studio <laughs> <laughs> and, and i want to tell everybody like he wasn't hiding it right this isn't right. him getting caught this isn't like oh they they had a video and someone spotted the money rolled up in the-. this was him demonstrably giving out money to players. It's like uh, the equivalent of just like walking around with like fanning yourself with the money. I, exactly. I mean, it, he, want, he wanted people to know, listen, I'm an LSU grad. I've got millions and millions of dollars. These guys made me happy. So here's some cash. Now I look at that and think it's hilarious. Right? I look at that and think, Odell Beckham, you a fool. Right? It's like, it's like go ahead. It's like, you, you, you crazy, man, but you do you. In a locker room, that story would get laughs. Now, the, the people that I was imagining earlier that are sitting in front of their keyboard somewhere are getting upset, and and the funniest part about it was uh, it was brought to my attention by trending on Twitter, right? Because of the job that I have, I occasionally check what's trending. And I saw Odell, it, it just said Odell was trending. Now, knowing that the Browns are out of the playoffs, I was like, oh, wonder why Odell could be trending What did he do this time? <laughs> so so I looked and you know how uh, Twitter tells you it's trending and then trending with? No okay well well Twitter will tell you a word is trending okay and then it'll say what it's trending with. so it's like other words that are commonly being mentioned with that word. So if if uh, the Yankees were trending, there's a good chance that Yankees would be the trending word and it would say trending with and it would be Aaron judge uh, and it would be Bronx. And it might be the Red Sox if they were playing the Red Sox. It like kind of gives you the gives you know. a couple of different options to. It just says like this is what it, these these are the words most commonly associated with, right? It's like one of those word maps that we used to see on, on the internet all the time. Um, Odell was trending with NCAA and the NCAA were the two words or phrases that he was trending with, which means on Twitter, all of the the keyboard snitches that were getting mad were constantly tweeting, I wonder what the NCAA is going to think about Odell Beckham Jr. handing money to the LSU players. Oh, I wonder what, what the NCAA is going to do. The NCAA needs to curtail this. The NCAA uh, is going to bring down infractions. The, everyone thought that the NCAA wouldn't be able to find a video of one of the biggest celebrities on the planet being on the NCAA college football championship field following the game, passing out money, unless their account with all 37 followers tweeted it at them and tagged them in the post.
0: I mean, it seems logical to
1: me. You're snitching <laughs> and you don't even have to snitch. <laughs> you watched a infraction happen on national television and you thought you were going to be the one that notified the NCAA you're snitching and you don't have to. you don't have to. That's like uh it'd be like if you know some, it'd, it'd be like, like if there was a streaker running across the Super Bowl field and someone in the stands called the police to report indecent exposure. <laughs> it's like yeah, we know. It's the Super Bowl. 50 other other million people know know too. Yeah, it's the most watched (laughs) event of the year. You don't have to call it in. Appreciate it, though. Your your seat up in section 600, row BB, seat 9, you're not the only one watching. Trust us. You're going to be glad you were up that high. And, And the other thing is, what do you care if Odell Beckham Jr. is giving money to LSU players? Right. Why do you care at all? It's not your money. It's not the school's money, it's not state money, it's not tax money. It's money that the Giants, Browns and Nike and head and shoulders and and other en- endorsements have given to Odell Beckham Jr. Let him do what he wants. That's not like Nike reps and stuff came down there to give him money. And and if you if you if you think the the whatever it was, even if it was a $2,000 handshake, right? If you think that's going to significantly Do you know where that money went? I will tell you right now, LSU won a national championship in New Orleans. You think that money lasted more than twenty-five minutes on Bourbon Street?
0: That's basically like a like Mardi Gras without Mardi Gras. He walked into won.
1: a bar on Bourbon Street and said, "I got this money from Odell Beckham Jr. Who's drinking? You guys want some etouffee? Hmm. You want beignet? I'll take a beignet. A little, little donut, powdered sugar, a little bit lighter." Yeah. You want Beignet? Beignet. That's where that, like, uh, oh my gosh, recruits are now going to come to LSU because Odell Beckham Jr. gave him $1,000 after winning a national championship. (laughs) No, recruits are going to go to LSU because they won a national championship. (laughs) They're going to go to LSU because Coach O just turned in maybe the greatest season in college football history. But you're right, it's Odell Beckham Jr., Being in the mix, that's going to draw the NCAA's attention. Goodness gracious, it's not your money. If if Odell Beckham Jr. was going into your wallet, your mom's pocketbook, going into your kid's college funds, taking out cash, and handing it to LSU wide receivers, we can have a conversation. Then you know what? You're upset and I'm upset for you. But I'm not going to sit here and pretend like this matters at all. I refuse to pretend this matters at all. Looks like we have a caller on the line. Lobro, who are we going to be speaking to?
2: We've got Rocky on the Baker Team hotline.
1: Rocky on the Baker Team hotline joining us now. What's going on, Rocky.
2: Hey, um, I think Odell Beckham Jr. should be banned from uh, being on the sidelines of any college game going forward. I I don't think it's acceptable. Why?
1: Why Why is that not acceptable?
2: Because it looks dirty and it tarnishes. What is dirty
1: about someone giving their own money away? He didn't steal the money. What's dirty?
2: It's just dirty, man. I, that's how I it's feel. It's just feel dirty, like isn't a reason why it's dirty. I feel like Odell Beckham Jr. is a circus. He's worth, you know. What's illegal about being anything. a circus?
1: What's dirty about being a circus?
2: You don't wear a three hundred thousand dollar watch in an NFL football why game. Why not? You don't it's run his money. With your hair on fire. You don't cause problems everywhere you go, and expect to get special treatment just because you throw a tencher temper tantrum every time someone I'll, I'll says something let you don't like. Let me be clear, Rocky.
1: Let me be clear. He's not getting special treatment because he throws tantrums. He's getting special treatment because he's one of the best in the world at catching footballs no, he, in NFL he, he football games. He
2: used to be. He used to be. That ship has sailed. He's no longer one of the best players in the if, world. If, if he weren't, they wouldn't put up him. with
1: it. NFL teams are in the the business of winning football games. If he weren't, they wouldn't put up with it.
2: The Cleveland Browns are not in the business of winning football there's, games. There's, there's that nothing,
1: there's nothing, then why would they fire coaches? There's nothing dirty about what Odell Beckham Jr. does. It might rub you the wrong way. There's something dirty about Julian Edelman getting arrested in the first weekend uh, that he's out in California. There's something dirty about that. There's nothing dirty about asking for the football and throwing a tantrum on the sideline of a football game that's not illegal. There's nothing dirty about giving away your own money. There's nothing dirty about spending your own money on a watch. There's nothing dirty about that. You can say it's, it's ornate. You can say it's superfluous. You can say it's greedy. You can say it's flashy you can say it's cocky can't say it's dirty
2: giving someone money on the sideline of a college football game is dirty that's why that's my opinion. why
1: tell me why because
2: it's against the rules
1: it not to him It's not Not against the rules to Odell Beckham Jr. It's against the rules for the players to accept it. The rules don't apply to him. If the players are coming back next year, it's against the rules for the players to accept it. If they're seniors, there's absolutely nothing against the rules. Justin Jefferson is a junior. If he is declaring for the NFL draft, absolutely no rules were broken. But you want to say rules.
2: I don't like it. I got a question about Trevor Lawrence. All right, go ahead. What would you do in the offseason to improve Trevor Lawrence's
1: game? Well, first of all, Trevor Lawrence's game is really, really good already. Um, but, but if I were to look for something, this past offseason, he added the, the ground game to his, to his ability. Uh, you just got to pick one thing, right? It, it's, it's like the basketball guys. Every offseason, LeBron tries to add one thing. So if I'm Trevor Lawrence, um, I mean, maybe a, a slight better game in the pocket, but with the RPOs the way he's playing, uh, it's just fine tuning. I mean, he's he, he's really, really good. This season, if you take away the North Carolina game, he's the second best quarterback in the country behind Joe Burrow.
2: I got another question about the Red Sox and their scandal. All I right. think La- last Alc one scorer, here. We're up
1: against it. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, I think Square is a really good manager, and I think that one thing that hurt the Red Sox last year was wait, when wait, best, wait a best, second,
1: best, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Why is Odell Beckham Jr. dirty, and Alex Cora, who has been implicated, was named in the investigation as a cheater for the Astros, a good manager. You you are against Odell Beckham Jr. because he broke rules. Alex Cora was just mutually parted ways from the Red Sox because he was all over a report where he broke every single different kind of cheating rule as a, a member of the Astros and likely brought that same uh, cheating style to the Red Sox. Why is he a good manager and Odell Beckham Jr. dirty?
2: Baseball is a scummy game and it's cheating all the way around. All right, Rocky, we can't, we can't have this conversation. We charged. appreciate the call, but, but, but
1: you're, you're talking in circles here. We'll call back in any time, but we're going to move on, all right? That's Rocky on the Baker team hotline. Appreciate the call. We're going to take a break when we come back. ACC Roundup here on the Tim Donnelly
0: Show. Take the Tim Donnelly Show with you anywhere you go. Streaming worldwide on WRADradio.com.
1: Welcome back. Tim Donnelly Show. Talk of the New River Valley. Uh, just to give you a quick update on what you can expect from today's show. In a few minutes, we're going to go full bore into Hokie Hour, which we've got some things to discuss. we got some tickets to give away uh, to the game this Saturday. Who are they playing? They're uh, playing Syracuse. Syracuse. Uh, so a rematch. They went up to Syracuse. Beat Syracuse in, in, in their home. Now Syracuse is coming down uh, to Blacksburg, so that's uh, this Saturday's game. We'll have those tickets to give away in Hokie Hour. Um, in the following hour, we're going to talk, again, more Hokies with Bill Roth, and, and we are also going to uh, welcome on the AM Hodgepodge guys for a quick segment here. And just so you all know, we, on, on AM Hodgepodge, which is a show that airs on, on this station on Saturdays, uh, we've been doing a, a football picking competition. And I feel kind of bad about it, right? Because they're finance guys. They're, they're uh, in the finance world, and, and we'll talk about that when they, when they get here. But, um, but I kind of smoked them. And it doesn't seem fair, right? If we were in a finance competition, I would feel like I was at a disadvantage against them. They came into my world, invited me on to do a sports competition, and uh, I kind of smoked them.
2: They'll just have to get you in for a financial competition then.
1: Maybe, maybe. Give them a chance to win their money back, double or nothing, Yeah, right? That, that's just good finances. They'll probably tell me that's bad finances. They'll probably be like, <laughs> no, 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 take it and go. Uh, Tim, I think that's, I think that's, I think that's <laughs> called betting. Yeah, that's called ch- chasing losses and don't do that. Um, But that's coming up a little bit later on. So we have uh, a full hour in the the 8 o'clock hour of guests, and we have a a full hour in the 7 o'clock hour uh, in Hokies. So before we get there, let's go ahead and jump into an ACC roundup to get uh,
0: the rest of the ACC kind of taken care of before we hit the Hokies. There's a whole lot going on in the league right now. How about an ACC roundup with Tim Donnelly? The one –
1: the the big – the headliner – from last night in ACC is Clemson beating Duke. Duke was number three in the country. Clemson was not to put it lightly. Um, but Clemson beats Duke. And first of all, shout out to Clemson, Brad Brownell and, the, and that, and that staff and, and those kids, they've found a way to, to win a couple of games that are, are big in their program. Um, but what it also does is it makes that Virginia Tech win over Clemson look a lot better.
2: <laughs> Absolutely,
1: right, I said this during football season. once you beat someone in your conference, they become your henchmen. they become your your hitmen, right? Once you beat someone, you want them to go out and beat everybody else. You own that tiebreaker already. You want that win to be as impressive as possible so so in a weird way, unless Clemson is playing Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech fans are Clemson fans now
0: <laughs>
1: and unless uh, NC state is playing Virginia tech. Virginia tech fans are NC state fans now and Syracuse fans now because Virginia tech has already knocked them off. So, so, uh, last night was a great, great night for Hokie basketball fans. Fantastic night. Clemson knocks off Duke. And, and now you're getting to the point where it might be okay to dream, right? The, the, the ESPN recap of the Virginia Tech-Wake Forest game last night at the end said, Virginia Tech wins to stay within arm's reach. I forget what, what cliche they used. To stay within arm's reach of Duke, Louisville, and Florida State at the top of the conference. Hmm. Think about that. They, th- the only reason it matters if you stay in reach of the top of the conference is if maybe you have a chance to go chase down the top of the conference. Dare to dream. Right. Set expectations higher than you thought. This Virginia Tech team is already overachieving our dreams from prior to the season. So dream big. Don't just dream of not being last in the ACC. Dream of being first. Dream of being a top four team in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Last year, Virginia Tech finished fourth in the ACC with three very good seniors and a very, very good redshirt junior that all moved on. They are in fourth right now with a herd of freshmen dare to dream and the number one team in the conference just lost we're gonna take a break when we come back Hokie hour will get started and i think we might mention justin fuente and baylor in the same sentence next